Your hangover goes away as well as your will to live. News alert, John. None of these work. Hang on. No, 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 no. There'll be no letting you speak. I don't think I'm going to try that one because I don't know where I'll get the powder to human skull. The National Hangover Cure of Bolivia. Flaming Hot Cheetos. So I could see you trying that. I think I have, actually. No, I tried snorting nodos. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the opening salvo to a new episode of Smart Dribble. We sneeze, blow, and hoot right into your ears. Kurt Schneider here with... And this is John Ellenthal. We're going to call this episode Smart Nasal. But that was actually just a service that I was providing to you and our listeners, letting you know that land is near. So be careful. You know, that sneeze was kind of like a fog cutter. And what's funny about fog cutters are that used to be a huge hangover cure drink when I was in college. You'd have a fog cutter. It would cut through the fog or the drink your brother turned me on to, the Corpse Reviver Number 2, also a hangover cure, which leads us to today's topic, John, which is incredibly weird hangover cures that have been tried somewhere, someplace, sometime over the last several millennia, because man has been drinking alcohol for a long time. And you'd think after literally thousands of years of hangovers that we would have figured out by now some hangover remedy that actually works. The funny thing about that is it's been 10,000 years we've been trying to do it. And the greatest thing about hangover cures is every single person has one. None of them work, but everyone's like, oh, no, no, no. I got the one that works. Yeah. So why don't you kick us off with one of your favorite unsuccessful hangover cures from the ages? Well, before I even get there, I want to talk about what we've all tried, what everyone talks about, right? And let's, why don't we should just get these out in the beginning of the episode, John? So you and I should just go back and forth. These are ones that just everyone talks about, which is have a glass of water in between every drink at night. Chug six glasses of water before you go to bed and have some aspirin, right? What are some other ones that people currently do? Hair of the dog. Hair of the dog. What's amazing about this episode for me, Kurt, is how many of our previous episodes tie into (laughs) the things we're going to talk about. But to answer your question, I don't think this is a hangover remedy as much as it's a way to actually drink more. I saw on a very late episode of The Americans, which I thought was one of the best shows ever made, that there were a bunch of Russian spies hidden in America as a suburban family. And one of the tricks of the trade of spycraft was before you go out drinking with your target or your mark, you would take a shot of olive oil to coat your stomach there. I guess that would slow down the absorption of the alcohol and you could outdrink whomever you were with and get all the information. I wish they had provided a hangover cure because I bet you in Spycraft, they figured something out. But we did do that, right? It was always you would do olive oil and it would coat your stomach first to allow you to drink more. But did it prevent your hangover? Of course not, because you drank more. But then there was things like they have now all the rages, IV infusions. You see these like Vegas and Hollywood and all those places. 
That people makes talk- sense because obviously part of it is you've lost some electrolytes, you, you are dehydrated. So maybe you can accelerate the recovery, but the only thing that seems to work is one, don't drink and get hungover in the first place or two, time, just wait it out. So, you know, the thing is, you're right on, on the electrolytes and potassium. That's why Gatorade and Pedialyte. And here's another one that people do. I've done this when I've had a terrible cramp that I cannot get rid of. I go running to the fridge. I open the fridge up. I find my jar of pickles. I open up and I chug pickle juice. People swear by that as a hangover remedy because it's basically packed with electrolytes and potassium. Well, I'm just uh, I'm just amazed that with a cramp, you can literally run to the refrigerator. Oh, so that's a good uh, sign. That may even yeah. be the cure in and of itself. But speaking of vinegar, because pickled foods are clearly a big deal for a while in Poland, they do recommend what you suggested, which is just drink pickle juice straight out of the jar. But the Mongols from the Genghis Khan era, an era that you've oft mentioned, they prescribed a breakfast of two pickled sheep's eyes. And believe it or not, this approach is still used in the region, although today they chase it with a glass of tomato juice, and it's called the Mongolian Mary. So have you ever tried eating pickled sheep's eyes the next morning? (laughs) No. Here's what I think about sheep. I think a lot of these are urban legends that people come up with to try to get other people to do them. But I'm sure they're still drinking pickled sheep's eyes. No, they're actually still eating it. And they chase it with the tomato juice just to make it even worse. Tomato juice is a good is good. And people a lot of times here in the U.S., well, everywhere, tomato juice with a raw egg in it. I've had that many times. Did you have a go to hangover cure in college? I, I hate to admit it, but I would make myself throw up, Kurt, because it's such an awful feeling just to relieve some of the pressure. It's like your body's on tilt. I would literally stick my fingers down my throat. It's called pull trig, pull trig or pull the trigger. And it's part of something called boot and recover. But I've stopped doing it. So I guess if it had worked, I would still do it. There actually is a lot of merit to it, believe it or not, because you're getting out the toxins. My go-to in college yes. was something that I did for years. In fact, I should get back to it. I would have a big glass of apple juice, apple juice, not cider, and a grilled cheese and bacon sandwich. And boy, did that help. Greasy food. It's, well, now I eat bacon, egg, and cheese as everyone else does. Speaking of toxins, Kurt, which you mentioned a moment ago, there is actually a hangover cure. I guess it's more of a technique, which is basically licking your own sweat. And it's based on the notion of the toxins. So here's the idea. You go out, you have a workout the morning after. I don't know how you do that with a hangover, but you do that. And then when you're done, you lick up the toxins that your body has expelled by basically licking yourself. And then you're supposed to swish them around in your mouth and spit it out afterwards. And that's supposed to basically get the toxins out. <laughs> but what's the swishing around in your mouth? I get getting them out. Maybe that's to make sure ensure you get enough of them out that you have a mouthful at least. We all, at least I did most of these <laughs> Because I've been searching for a long time, but going to a steam room or a sauna, steam was better than sauna and just sweating out. The people I admired were the ones that would get up and go for like a 
10 mile run and sweat it out in a workout, I could barely move, forget about running, but sitting in a steam bath is okay. Yeah. I just don't think I would do anything. I don't want to feel like getting up out of bed. So the notion of going for a run or having a workout is anathema to me. So that doesn't make any sense to me. But you were talking earlier about prophylactic things, right? What do you do beforehand? Drinking olive oil. In the old category or the checkbox of urban legend, like I was thinking the pickled eyeballs were, in Puerto Rico, they've been known to have a prophylactic way to prevent hangovers. You take your drinking arm. What's your drinking arm, John? My right hand. My right arm. Well, as we've talked about, it better not be your left one, especially if you're in some of those countries. Anyway, the idea is you take your drinking arm and you take lemon, fresh squeezed lemon juice, and you take a lemon and you spread it all up and down your armpit as much as you can of your drinking arm. Now, supposedly this is done as a prophylactic way, because I guess the lemon juice, because there's a lot of lemon juice in cures, gets in there and helps. I think it's just to make a fool of people and say, hey, here's a way to do it. Well, I think it is about just making sure that the people you're drinking with, you know, smell aromatic. Anyway, that I would probably do both armpits because while I have a dominant drinking arm, I wouldn't want to take the risk that if I were to shift hands to my non-dominant drinking arm, that I would get a hangover. So I think I would just cover both armpits with lemon slices. What about the people that would put cucumbers on their eyes? Is that called lemonade? You get it? Lemonade that aids the hangover? I see what you did there. Yeah, I I, I wish I hadn't done it. <laughs> yeah, but it's spelled differently. But that's okay. It's 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 it sounds the same though. Yeah, harmonically correct, not harmonically correct, because we're not in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou playing a harmonica. By the way, Bob Dylan, how did he get so good at the harmonica? I ask you this. I'm guessing he combined a lot of natural ability with a lot of practice, because I think that's how most people get good at most things. Okay. But some people just have it in them. They are just better. That would be the natural ability part. So it's not uncommon for you to wax poetic about life in New York City, you know, in the 1940s, probably the post-war 1940s. Yeah. Had you wandered into the Ritz-Carlton Hotel, this was more the 30s, but perhaps they were still practicing this this failed hangover remedy in the 40s, and you said you had a hangover, you would be served Coca-Cola and milk, and you would be told, take a nap and you'll wake up feeling great. Mixed together? Mixed together. What are the proportions, you think? I don't know the proportions, but wasn't milk and Pepsi a thing like on Laverne and Shirley or some show like that? Yeah. Why would you mix those two things? John, have you never had a Coke float? I have. And I appreciate that. That sounds like the same thing, but there's something about it that I don't, that doesn't work for me. In fact, I love Coke floats, dare I say, even more than root beer floats at the risk of blaspheming there. What about ivory soap floats? It does float. It's an ama- It floats very well. And how pure is it, Kurt? 99.99. No, I'm sorry. It's 99.44. So it's 99 and 44 one hundredths pure. So maybe my goal for you, because it's the new year and it's time for resolutions. I'm going to resolve for you to try every single one of the 
headache <laughs> remedies we talk about during today's episode. What do you say? I will take that on. Oh, I, you now, will? Here's, yes. But here's because I'd like to recommend one right now. Before you do that, I want to talk about your Coke and milk thing. I get it. And here's why I get it. Okay. A, Coke has caffeine known to the, one of the only scientifically proven things to get rid of hangovers. Do you know why? Because caffeine shrinks your capillaries, so you don't have the pound, 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 pound. Hey, was that the shrinking of the capillaries? That was the shrinking noise. We cut our sound effects budget. That's why, by the way, there's so much caffeine in Excedrin for the same reason. Okay, exactly. Number two, it's got bubbles, Coke does, so that helps the stomach. Number three... It's got sugar in it, which also helps it help hurt you later, but it helps you chill out with all your jitteriness. And number four, the milk is a soothing part. Remember, warm milk to help you sleep. So you soothe the stomach, you have bubbles. I think that is perfect, makes sense. And if we think about the same area in the same era, we talked about this in a podcast in the past. Another hangover cure was at the Waldorf Astoria right next door where a guy came in hungover and what was born? Eggs Benedict. Was it a breech birth, cesarean? How was it born? <laughs> well, I do see the merits of the Coke and milk, but that doesn't mean it works because it doesn't work or else that tradition that started in the 1930s would be common today. News alert, John. None of these work. So back to your promise a moment ago to try all of the failed... Hang on. No, 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 no. There'll be no letting you speak. There is. I'm going to I'm going to recommend the National Hangover Cure of Bolivia to you. You're going to love this one. Basically, it's bull penis soup. Now, if that weren't bad enough, Kurt, the bull's penis is served whole. And let's just say they don't stir with it, but they do stir it. The average size of a bull penis. Yeah. It's about a foot and a half. I'm so, picturing a huge cauldron and someone grabbing a big bulldog and stirring with it right now. Well, so listen, so the, once the penis has simmered yeah. in whatever broth you use for about 10 hours, so it's slow cooked, you add all sorts of lamb, beef, chicken, boiled egg, along with rice and potatoes, and you eat this dish. And your, your hangover goes away, as well as your will to live, I think. It's probably an aphrodisiac as well, given the fact, because a lot of those places, when they throw that in, it becomes, it like does four things. It cures cancer, it cures your hangover, and it's an aphrodisiac. It also cures back pain, believe it or not. So if you ever go to Bolivia, you may want to think twice before you drink alcohol. So ancient Sicily? I'm still feeling bad for the bull who lost its penis so that you could feel better because you drank too much. This is where I'm going. In ancient Sicily, a way to cure hangovers was dried bull penis. <laughs> so there must be something to it because we got two different continents using it. By the way, it ain't Slim Jim, those, but they are dried. No, I don't think any Bolivian bull has ever been referred to as Slim Jim unless it was ironic. All right. So I'll give you one that sounds like it would involve part of the male reproductive system, and that is prairie oysters. Because we, we talked, talked about, about those last week. We yeah. talked about foods that have misleading names. 
So there is a concept of prairie oysters. However, it's a different concept than the bull's balls we were talking about eating on a previous episode. Good, because if I'm trying them, I'm rather not have testicles in my mouth. Well, here's the good news. Then you are going to try the failed hangover remedy called the prairie oyster because it does not actually involve bull's balls. And this remedy was introduced at the 1878 Paris World Expo. So it's got nothing to do with oysters for that matter either. It's just a raw egg in a shot glass with whiskey and Tabasco. So I could see you trying that. I think I have actually. Well, what you have is there's a spice seems to come up in a lot of these. And I wonder if it's to counteract the bile in your stomach or something, but spice is- I think in this case, the Tabasco is to counteract the raw egg and the name prairie oyster. I came across a current college hangover cure. You ready for this? Ramen, right? Which is what every college kid has. Flaming hot Cheetos. (laughs) And wait, not done yet. And sriracha sauce. Well, I think sriracha goes pretty much everywhere. But mixed together. Listen, I think hangovers suck so bad that I think people, as evidenced by some of the things we've discussed, will try almost anything to get rid of that lousy feeling. Well, a lot of people swear around, right? We seem to have different themes. One is spicy. One is, I'm not sure where the eyes and penis come in, but then you have electrolytes and and potassium. Then you have grease, greasy foods that coat the stomach. So many people say, you know, I go to an In-N-Out burger or a bacon, egg and cheese or, you know, any sort of big greasy hamburger seems to do it for people. The problem is usually wash it down with a beer at that point and then you're off to the races again. What is your position on King Charles II back in 17th century England? Well, he had, besides being the guy who brought the kingdom back, they called it the Reformation. He, uh, not the Reformation. What the hell they call that when they the reclamation, <laughs> the reincarnation, the reincoronation. After Cromwell had his little bit of fun there, they brought Charles II back and they had the re-kingdom, the re-monarchy, the anti-abdication. <laughs> so he, people loved him, but he also had a tremendous hangover cure that he used all the time: Goddard's drops. Tell me more. So Goddard was a quack back at the time, right, in the 17th century. And he would take the powdered human skull. But Is it, it restoration? Yes, the restoration. Powdered human skull. But not any skull, John. It had to be the skull of someone who had just gotten hanged. And back then there were a lot of those because they were the people that were the anti-monarchists that they were hanging left, right, and center back then. Powdered human skull dried viper, which is a snake that people always do, and ammonia. You mix it together, Goddard's drops, hangover, gone. Charles II swore by it. He did, which is why I asked you your official position on Charles II. I don't think I'm going to try that one because I don't know where I'll get the powdered human skull. Well, let me handle that because you you said that you would try any one of these. So, or actually you said you would try all of these. All of them. How about this one, if we're going on something that's a little off the beaten path? In the West, we had rabbit pellets, right? Rabbits would take poops all over the place. Cowboys back then, when they were out drinking too much of whatever peyote juice they drank and they'd be hung over, 
would grab up these pellets, they'd put them in hot water, make tea out of it, and drink that rabbit pellet tea, John, to cure a hangover. Look, if you feel like shit, you might as well have some shit tea, which is actually a big thing (laughs) now because people are drinking poo tea as part of restoring their biome. So it's a thing. There are humans today who drink something called poo tea. I got to tell you, I thought you said something which is a prophylactic hangover cure itself. I thought you would say poutine, which if you go to Quebec, we've talked about that. You eat a thing of poutine after you've been drinking all night, you're going to be fine the next day. You're going to be right as rain, John. You get some of that cheese curd and gravy and all over the uh, French fries, you're going to be okay. It is not an appealing thing, but you cannot tell that to a French Canadian because they will take deep umbrage. It's like the national food of that part of Canada. I think you're right, by the way, that it is about absorption because there's something about absorption that helps get the hangovers over, which is what you do. And then, of course, in ancient Rome, you know what they would do? They would take little birdies, John, little yellow birdies, John, that we know as canaries that help in the coal mines. And they would take a canary, deep fry it, eat the whole thing. Ancient Rome, Kurt. Well, here's one for you. This is from Irish legend. And this one does not involve eating anything repulsive or compromising an animal part so that you can feel better. This is burying yourself in wet sand to get rid of a hangover. So in Ireland, the idea was if you wanted to get rid of your hangover, all you needed to do was go to the river and bury yourself up to your neck in wet river sand. And the idea was that it will chill you, get your blood pumping, kind of like a cold shower. Not to generalize, but no wonder that's the only Irish cure for a hangover because no one's doing it. Because what's equally, and actually way more than equally, what's more well-known by the Irish the day after drinking is getting something called the Irish flu, which of course is just being hung over. And people will say, if you can't make a meeting the next morning, you say you're sick. You say, oh no, I saw you out last night. You got the Irish flu, fella. Gotcha. How do you feel about snorting? A hangover cure. If if there were a hangover cure that worked, would you be prepared to snort it? Well, I actually tried it once. You tried snorting a hangover remedy or you tried yeah. snorting something else? No, I tried snorting no-dos. I thought it would help with a hangover. Did you really? Yeah. You crushed it first, I hope. Yeah. Yeah. And which one of your brilliant friends gave you that idea? Or did you arrive on that on your own? I was a high school buddy of mine. So set the scene here. You weren't feeling well. A friend of yours says, Kurt, I, I know what to do. Crush these no-dos and snort them and you'll feel better. How'd that go? We had actually been drinking all day, canoeing down the Delaware River. And we stopped drinking at like one. And this was by five, six in the afternoon. And we were hung over as hell. So we decided to snort no-dos. I want to know if it worked. I know, sure it did. Because we sure went, ah, because the stinging in our nose was so bad. We could, it's like when someone says, my arm hurts, and you punch him in the knee, in the leg. And you say, well, now your arm doesn't hurt anymore. You take your mind off of it. Yeah. So you actually were close to a legitimate hangover cure. If you would use it as a suppository, I think it would have worked for you. So perhaps next time you try that, because much like you have a heart attack, 
you chew aspirin, it gets absorbed directly. The same is true of the suppository effect, because in both cases, you're bypassing the digestive system. So maybe next time put a nose dose, I said nose dose, put a no dose as a suppository, and you may discover you and I could be rich, Kurt. You know that people have done this before? No one's marketing it. Why don't you try it? And if you have success with it, try it again. And then call all your old Dartmouth buddies, who I'm sure will do it if you do it. I'll be the control group. I won't do it. So let's go to Germany. Hang on. Hang on. Before we do that, I asked you how you felt about snorting hangover remedies, not realizing that you had once snorted no-dose in high school. And I asked you that question because I was going to tell you about something else they did in 17th century England beside you know, grinding up human skull of recently hanged people. There was an herbalist named Nicholas Culpepper, and he recommended basically snorting the juice of tree ivy. There's poison ivy and there's sniffing ivy. So if you don't have no-dose next time, Kurt, just get some ivy tree, some tree ivy juice and start snorting that. And I think you will be in good shape. And you probably want to read your horoscope that day too. How many people do you think throughout history have gone to the bathroom when they're out in the woods, male or female? Near I thought, what do you mean? There's female and male woods? <laughs> How many people, both male or female, have gone into the woods and unbeknownst to them, peed in poison ivy and then either the man got it on his duke because of his hand or the woman was wiping with it. And therefore they got poison ivy on their genitalia. Has it happened to you, Kurt? Perhaps on that same canoeing trip when you snorted no-dose? So, so in Germany, they, Germans who are known for drinking, we've been to Oktoberfest and all that fun stuff, have something, it's called the hangover breakfast and it is called the Katerfuhstuck. Well, I think just saying that has got to cure your hangover all by itself. The Katerfuhstuck is a plate of raw pickled herring wrapped around pieces of gherkin and onion (laughs) on an empty stomach. And we're back to pickling. Yeah, I think pickling because the brine has electrolyte. So we have to end this episode because I have to go out drinking with my friends. But I think the simple thing, I do have the answer. There's one word. There's one cure. Plastics. (laughs) No, Benjamin. Time. That is pretty much the only way, since it sounds like you're not going to choose abstinence tonight, but you might choose absinthe tonight. You got, oh, 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 uh-huh. Which is in Corpse Reviver number two, which is a hangover cure. Oh, my goodness. It's all coming together. All right. Happy drinking, everyone. I will call Bolivia. So we're ready <laughs> when the big moment arrives. So anyway, thank you to all of our listeners. Kurt and I'll be back next week with a brand new episode of Smart Dribble. Until then, we hope your week is filled with Smart Dribble. Thank you, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye.